Welcome to the Fables Podcast, recorded the second Wednesday of every month from the Fables main stage at the Next Stage Theater in Putney, Vermont. The podcast is produced at the Earspoon Studios in collaboration with Fishhook Communications. Each month, four storytellers are selected to tell their personal story. If you have a personal story you would like to tell, please go to nextstagearts.org. Click on the Fables banner and pitch us your story right through the website. We'll be sure to get back in touch with you right away to let you know we've received it and how to proceed. This podcast and the live event at the Next Stage Theater are brought to you in part by the Vermont Country Deli, Farnham Insulators, the Marina Restaurant, Burroughs Specialized Sports, and the River Valley Credit Union. The following podcast was recorded live on March 13th at 7 p.m. The theme of the evening was Girl Power. Our partner charity for the evening was Girls on the Run. They inspire girls to be joyful, healthy, and confident, and they envision a world where every girl knows and activates her limitless potential and is free to boldly pursue her dreams. Our fourth storyteller of the evening was Mandy Meyer, or as they call her in her neck of the woods, School Nurse Mandy. Mandy told an amazing story about working at a birthing center and the first time she got to hold a baby's hand. Here's Mandy Meyer. What does it take to be an excellent nurse? Do you have to know how to save a life? Have some real solid clinical skills? Think really fast on your feet? I think about this all the time, and I have been since I've been a nurse and before. I'm a deep thinker and a deep feeler. When I was in nursing school as a senior in our spring term, so we were nearing the end, um, there was about 190 students in my class, and so every week they would break us up into small groups of about eight or nine uh, student nurses with one advisor, and we would sit around a table and discuss our clinical experiences from that week. So I happened to be in a group with uh, several student nurses who were on fire. They were so excited to become nurses. They were working in the emergency rooms. They were working in ICUs and clinical care settings that were far above what I thought I was capable of at all. Operating room, just fast-paced environments. So I would just sit there nauseous every week in our clinical setting, just afraid that I didn't have what it took because clearly all of these other people did. Um, I happened to be working in uh, a small rural birthing center that I chose for my clinical placement, kind of on the edge of the Northeast Kingdom. And it was a small six bed unit, very low risk. So um, there weren't a whole lot of wild experiences happening on the floor. Although one nurse did tell me once that in the birthing center, things are either really, really great or really bad. And there were a few times when I witnessed that and I saw some really bad experiences, but I always kind of backed away, became a shadow and was watching and observing. I was not really jumping in to you know, take the reins and, and step into that nurse role. And I remember one night, I was um, spending the night in this patient's room um, in the dark for six hours, just rubbing her back all night long. I didn't know what else to do. She um, had given birth to a baby whose heart just wasn't beating. And we couldn't save it. 
and I clearly couldn't save it. And I didn't know what else to do. She just was faced away from me and crying, and I just kept rubbing her back the whole night. And I was 22, and I thought, I can't save lives. What am I doing? I was just a few months away from graduating. A few days later, I was on the unit, and uh, this woman came in in labor, and she was this spunky, fiery redhead with curly red hair, and she came in in active labor. She was moving right along. And she was confident, and she was strong, and she was handling those contractions uh, like a champ. She was just amazing. And fortunately for me, she was very amenable to having a student nurse take care of her. And so I brought her into room 18, which was everybody's favorite room for some reason, and um, she was changing into a gown and stopping for her contractions. And I asked her if it was okay if we did a cervical check to make sure that things are moving along okay. And most women don't love that when they're in labor, having their cervix checked. Um, but they also know that it's actually a good thing to do because you can kind of see where you're at in labor. The farther the cervix is dilated, the closer you are to delivery. It could give you some really good news and give you that final push to the end. So um, she laid back in the bed and I noticed her red hair was becoming wet with sweat. It was sticking to her face and she was working hard. Um, she had to get through this one contraction and her belly was really tight and, and I was really tight and we were both breathing through it, I think. And as the contraction sort of ended and her belly softened and I kind of, my, my shoulders relaxed and I put my glove on and lubrica lubrication on my fingers. Um, she lay back and I inserted my fingers into her vagina and I was reaching for that cervix. And I was also trying to feel for this, the hard skull of the baby because you know that if you feel the hard skull of the baby, that's a good sign that it's in the right position to come out. Um, and all of a sudden, I did feel something, but it was not the hard skull of the baby. And I gasped, and she looked at me, and what I felt was a little hand grab my fingers. Yeah, and I was like, <gasps> and, and she said, is something wrong? And I said, no, your baby is holding my hand. <laughs> it was amazing, and the baby was born just fine, and she and her mama nestled into room 18 for the night, and, and there were other people involved, but clearly I just remember us. <laughs> I didn't deliver the baby, but, um, the, you know, the other people came in and helped, but um, it was all me. So I went home that night, and I wrote a letter to the baby, because that's how I am. Um, people who know me know that's how I am. I was very touched by that moment in my life. How many people get that opportunity to sort of cross the, I don't know, this transcendental barrier, the spiritual realm between not being born and being in the world, and we held hands. It was, it was beautiful. So I, I gave that letter to the mom, and I don't know whatever became of that baby girl, but I'll never forget that moment. So I've been a nurse for 22 years, and for 18 of those years, I've been a school nurse at the same school in West Paulette, Vermont, Medway Community School. And I clearly feel like that's where I'm meant to be. Um, and then I became a Girls on the Run coach 15 years ago. Those two roles for me blended beautifully. 
and I feel very safe and connected and successful as a school nurse. One day, this little girl knocked on my door in my office, and uh, I said, come on in, and I noticed it was Faith. And Faith was uh, in third grade, and she peeked around my door, um, and she said, Mrs. Mayor, can you help me? And I said, Faith, come on in, of course. Now, Faith had the most beautiful round face and these pink cheeks, and she was just so adorable, and she wore this hat, this painter's cap, um, and underneath the painter's cap, she was completely bald. Um, Faith started losing her hair when she was in kindergarten. Um, first, it was just little wisps, and then by first grade, it was clumps. And in second grade, she was very nervous about her friends finding out, so she wore a hat every day, different types of hats. And little kids don't really care about that. Like, they didn't wonder. She just always had a hat on. That was Faith, and of course, we let her do that. So she said, her third grade courage kind of building up in her, she said, I'm ready to tell my friends about my alopecia. I said, okay, and how can I help you? And she said, well, you're a nurse, so you can tell them the medical stuff. Like, I just want to show them my head. <laughs> I said, great, we can do that together. So how should we do this? And she said, would you please take my picture? And so I said, okay. So. I got my camera ready and she got into my rolling nurse chair and backed it up against the door and um, I put my camera in front of my face and she peeled off her pink painter's cap and revealed this beautiful, beautiful bald head that I hadn't seen. I've just, I had just seen the, you know, the, the base of her, of her head. And it was a good thing that I was behind my camera because I definitely got a little choked up at how beautiful she was. And I said, Faith, you look great. And she smiled broadly and her shoulders were down and her arms were resting on my nurse's chair. So I could tell she was ready. This was not something she wasn't sure about. She was there. And she said, when we get to my classroom, I want you to um, pass around the picture. So we printed it out. And um, she said, after you're finished passing around the picture, then I'm going to take off my hat. And that's exactly what happened. So the kids were in a circle, we passed around the picture, she, we explained what was going on, she took off her hat, and they were so kind and so loving and so supportive, and they said, you look so pretty, Faith. And she felt so good and so rejuvenated by her friends being so kind to her. And she never looked back. Faith, as a third grader, joined Girls on the Run. She was on my team. And third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, she was in Girls on the Run. Never wore that hat, except if it was too sunny and the school nurse made her wear a hat, because they wanted her head to get burned. Um, and her final Girls on the Run race that she did um, last year, she had worn this cape. And I saw her cross the finish line with her, with her cousin, with her beautiful capes and her gorgeous bald head. And Nancy, you probably know exactly who I'm talking about. She gave me permission to tell this story, by the way. And her grandmother said, as long as it helps somebody else, we're, we're fine with you telling the story. So in Girls on the Run, we call that star power. When you find that inner beauty inside of you, that courage, and you just let it shine out for the whole world to see. And, and you're positive, and you're confident, and you feel good about yourself. And that was definitely Faith, shining her girl power. When I graduated from nursing school in the spring, I had a cloud over my star power. I was certainly not feeling confident. And I was sitting in the Ira Allen Chapel, UVM, with 
190 other student nurses and um, going through the graduation ceremony. And they um, announced the winner of uh, the Clinical Excellence Award that's chosen by the, the professors and faculty each year. And they said, my name. And I, I was so surprised. And I stood up and I looked around at all the gowns and the hats and I'm looking for my peers, the ones I knew were gonna be the solid, strong nurses because I just couldn't believe that they had said my name. And after everything was over, one of my beloved professors came up to me and she said really firmly, like she almost took my shoulders, um, but kind, but very firm, Mandy, there are many different kinds of leaders in this world. And not every leader is the type who's going to stand up on the table and shout. You are a good leader, and you are going to be an excellent nurse. And I think that was her way of like pushing me out of the nest. <laughs> You're out of here, and you got this. So people who know me really well know that I love monarch caterpillars, and I love acorns. And I have, you know, acorn paintings in my office, and every year I try to gather monarch caterpillars and raise them, and I just love their potential. I love that they're little, and they don't know the greatness that's inside of them. And I feel that way about all the little children that I work with, and having the painting of acorns in my room that a, a school mother painted for me reminds me of that every day. Every child who comes into my room, and every girl that I work with, and girls on the run, I just see their potential. And I've had so many girls come through with challenges and obstacles. Um, some of them, I have a girl who, who's had diabetes and seizure disorders. Um, one girl with um, a muscular, neuromuscular disease and she could hardly make it across the finish line, but she did it anyways. And they give me strength. But these are my little acorns and my butterflies finding their wings. As for me, I think now that I am a good nurse, and some days I think I'm an excellent nurse. But I have now discovered that I've had my star power all this time, and it started way back when I was in room 18 with that mom and baby, that I'm a hand holder. Thank you for listening to Fables Podcast. Remember, the live event happens the second Wednesday of every month at the Next Stage Theater in Putney, Vermont. For more information, go to their website, nextstagearts.org. For more Fables Podcasts and a variety of other podcasts, visit us at theearspoon.com. Thank you for listening.